Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase, every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City Branch, subject to credit approval, terms apply. Support for this show comes from Slack. You're a growing business and you can't afford to slow down. If anything, you could probably use a few more hours in the day. That's why the most successful growing businesses are working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Start a call instantly in huddles and ditch cumbersome calendar invites. Or build an automation with Workflow Builder to take routine tasks off your plate. No coding required. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started. to the issue of UFOs in a very interesting congressional hearing. The subcommittee hearing on unidentified anomalous phenomena, or UAPs, will come to order. Good morning and welcome to the most exciting subcommittee in Congress. Last summer, former U.S. military personnel testified in front of Congress. They said the government was in possession of a UFO. You believe our government has made contact with intelligent extraterrestrials? something I can't discuss in public setting. These hearings were not a one-time thing. Lawmakers seem kind of fixated on this UFO stuff. Recently, Axios reported members of Congress are going to get even more classified information this year, and there might be another hearing in the future. So I turned to Robin George Andrews to figure it out. He's a great space reporter, and he spoke with a lot of experts, planetary scientists, astronomers, and they just don't think this UFO scenario makes much sense. It's not impossible, but you would think if you're closing interstellar distances and you've spent all that time journeying across the stars, you either really want to be seen, or if you're that technology advanced, you'd just be completely invisible. Yeah. The only feasible scenario in which a UFO sighting is a legit sighting and these aliens are just like dipping and out and just like, oh God, they saw us grow, is <laughs> if... Like, aliens are basically teenagers cow-tipping and, and we're the cows. You know, that's yeah. the only scenario in which it makes any sense whatsoever. Or ringing the doorbell and running away. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's a, Unless we're being pranked, again, not impossible, but that's a hell of a, an elaborate prank. I think this is the thing that kind of inherently both interests and bugs me at the same time, is that there is actually a serious ongoing effort to actually search for extraterrestrial intelligence and all these sort of all the attention that these kind of hoaxy deluded attention seeking kind of people get just takes away from the actual science it makes it seem like the whole thing is crazy when actually there is a dedicated effort to doing this and it's nothing like what people generally assume it is it's a serious science that uses really advanced technology to try to answer one of the biggest questions there is are we alone? I think, like, fundamentally, it, it would be just so unusual if we were alone in some way. Like, almost every star has a planet. And yes, sometimes they're not like ours at all, but there's just an unbelievable, an un uncountable amount of, of planets out there. 
I'm Brian Resnick. This is Unexplainable, and we're doing it. We're diving into the real search for extraterrestrial intelligence. You're looking at a kind of world that hasn't existed for millions of years. It hasn't existed. Millions and millions and millions. It's almost as if time forgot this place. Is there life on Mars? There's a whole universe out there, Steve, beyond anyone's comprehension. The scientific search for alien intelligence is complicated. Yeah, so, I, I mean, obviously people debate what intelligence is, but you'd need some sort of technological ability, something where it's outward-looking, you know, it, it understands that it's a world in the cosmos, it can send messages, it's curious. So how exactly would they open a channel of communication? Maybe radio would be good, it moves at the speed of light. You know, broadcast everywhere in all directions. Essentially the equivalent of twiddling the dial on a radio and picking up a radio station recorded a long time ago from an extraterrestrial intelligence far across the galaxy. Radio isn't something we've invented here on Earth. Radio waves are everywhere. Like, all humans learned to do, not to downplay it, but it was just essentially work out how to tune into those radio waves. So to find an alien signal, scientists use radio telescopes. These are basically huge antennas. If you went to one of these observatories, you would see they kind of look like a field of giant satellite dishes. And in theory, using them should be simple. Yeah, it's funny. In concept, it is quite simple. The first thing you have to do is point your radio receivers essentially at the sky and hope that you pick up a signal. And you would think that maybe a good idea would be to aim it at, you know, star systems that we know have uh, rocky planets orbiting them or something like that. And you could do that, but the universe is so big and that's such a small target that actually it's better just to kind of open up these mechanical ears and listen to all the radio waves and hope you find something that is coherent in some way. Of course, there are some challenges to work through. The biggest problem is that space is really noisy. The universe is cacophonous. Stars emit radio waves, you know, black holes burp out radio waves. A lot of the radio waves from space are going to sound a lot like random static. And so it's kind of like a needle in a haystack thing. What type of signal should scientists be listening out for amid all that noise? I mean, it's fair to say that no one 100% knows what they're looking for. I think people are just very confident they know what it shouldn't be, which is just a radio signal that goes across all kinds of frequencies, you know, the the sort of randomized processes that we often see with nature. I mean, obviously not everything in nature is random, but compared to, say, just writing a sentence out on a keyboard, that is incredibly non-random. You know, nature does not do that. Nature does the equivalent of just, like, nuking the keyboard. (laughs) There needs to be a pattern, but sometimes nature can trick us. There are these odd stars called, uh, well, the remnants of stars called pulsars, which are basically, if you imagine a hyper-caffeinated lighthouse, they're essentially the corpses of dead stars spinning around, beaming out radiation. When they were first discovered, it was kind of thought, you know, maybe this is an alien signal because it's kind of coming out constantly, like beep, 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 beep. And nature doesn't tend to do constants. But once that was understood to be a natural process... And it was also very noisy, you know, it was emitting radiation and just like screaming noise again. Then, you know, astronomers had a better understanding of what to look for. 
just a regular repeating pattern isn't enough to say, ooh, yes, aliens. There needs to be some variety in that pattern. This is the difference between something like a metronome, which just makes a regular sound that doesn't contain a lot of information in it. It tells you a single number beats per unit of time. But think about something more complicated, something like Morse code, which mixes up different lengths of sounds to communicate full sentences. It's that balance, the balance between repetition and variety that contains information, something Robin refers to as coherence. That's the type of signal from space that would be a huge moment for science, for our entire species. And it turns out that astronomers find those all the time, and every single time we hear coherence... It's today explained, and let's start with some facts. It's coming from interference from our own technology. As it turns out, radio waves are everywhere on the planet. We broadcast them out in every direction. They bounce off the atmosphere. They bounce off the moon. They uh, come from satellites. So actually, a lot of this effort is ruling out terrestrial radio signatures. And uh, yeah, sometimes that gets quite far before they're ruled out because they look very convincing. So far, this listening for alien communications from super far away in the galaxy, we haven't heard anything yet. But what about other ways of searching for aliens? Like, if an alien spacecraft actually were to enter our solar system, would we be able to spot it? That's after the break. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City Branch, subject to credit approval, terms apply. Support for this podcast comes from Constant Contact. If you're a business owner, you already know that it's really, really hard to cut through the noise of everyday life. If you want to connect with your customers, you need to break through the noise. You need Constant Contact. Constant Contact is a marketing platform that makes it easy to reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and connect over email, text, social media, and more. Whether you're a marketing guru or just learning the ropes, Constant Contact offers writing assistance tools and automation features that make it simple to say the right thing at the right time. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. 
And Sylvan's insight assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. So Robin, Robin George Andrews, three three named wonder. <laughs> like, let's say there was a craft in the solar system. Like, would we be able to see it? Yeah. Like, you know, space is big. Yeah, space is big, which means the solar system is pretty tiny. So there's the Vera Rubin Observatory that's coming online in about a year. It moves a bit, but basically it's like the world's best digital camera. It can see all of the night sky and very faint things far away. So it's going to find you know, millions of asteroids and comets we haven't seen, moons of Jupiter and Saturn that we haven't seen. It's going to see the outer solar system, the Kuiper belt where Pluto is. It's, it could even find the elusive planet nine, you know. Mm. It's going to basically be like the census of the solar system. It's going to count every every little thing and beyond, mm-hmm. which also means it will find more interstellar objects. These are objects that have popped into the solar system and then kind of yeeted themselves out again. Um, <laughs> and... Uh, We've only but seen natural ones. The, nat- the natural ones. Yeah, like natural ones. We've only seen two, but the Vera Rubin uh, Observatory can maybe see several a year. Mm-hmm. That means that if there is an alien spacecraft of any sort, we would be able to detect it with this telescope mm. and then get telescopes that are specifically designed to zoom in on things to then track it as, as it's moving through the solar system. And it would not look like anything else. It wouldn't behave like anything else. So actually, it's a fantastic time to do optical work in this regard, to like look for alien intelligence sort of thing. So yeah, if there was a UFO coming into the solar system, like in the next 10 years, we're almost guaranteed to see it. Hmm. You know, if it wanted to be seen, of course. I hope we see it. But if we don't, what is the future of listening out for those signals that come from farther away? Well, part of it is patience. And in that way, we're the lucky ones because it isn't our job to look for this stuff. And even though it might sound exciting, like, oh, you might come across a signal. Like, pro- the probability of any of these researchers in their lifetime actually finding one is very, very close to zero kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But you have to admire scientists that kind of persevere with this. You know, they do other astronomy at the same time. There's very few people who only do this. Mm-hmm. But at least we get to then check in when something interesting happens. Yeah. And then, you know, Kind of going back to like the main motivation of just, are we alone? It seems like the likely scenario is that we will be alone. Because like, even if we know extraterrestrial intelligence exists, you know, signals take tens of thousands of years to traverse stars. It, it, it strikes me that we can know we're not alone, but also feel deeply alone <laughs> at the end of this, you know, process. Yeah, yeah, and that's, I mean, that's just, uh, it's nice to know that there's another intelligent species out there that's also in the same situation. So we may not be able to see them or ever visit or or do anything like that, but I'd still prefer that than uh, knowing that, like, 
we're the universe's only half-decent attempt at kind of becoming conscious and understanding itself. Yeah, why would you rather know that, that there's something else out there, even though it's kind of untouchable? I think, for me personally, it's just nice to to think that we aren't the only ones trying to uh, work everything out. You know, it's just Mm. like you're basically sharing in this weird universe, even if all you can say is, hey, which I think is just so much nicer than an echo that doesn't get a response. This episode was produced by Brian Resnick and me, Meredith Hadnott. We had editing from Jorge Just, music from Noam Hassenfeld, and fact-checking from Melissa Hirsch. Sound design for me and Christian Ayala, who also mixed the episode. Mandy Nguyen is contemplating the sky. And Bert Pinkerton felt a sharp pang on her leg and saw a small webbed foot quickly pulling away. As pain started to course through her leg, she heard a harsh whisper. Good day, mate. If you have thoughts about the show, send us an email. We're at unexplainable at box.com. And we love to hear your thoughts, your criticisms, your suggestions. And if you can, go leave us a review or a rating wherever you listen. It really helps us find new listeners. This podcast and all of Vox is free in part because of gifts from our readers and listeners. You can go to vox.com give to give today. Unexplainable is part of the Vox Media Podcast Network, and we will be right back here in your feed next Wednesday. Why do you run? Why does anyone I always thought that runners loved running, and that's not the case. Most runners hate running, (laughs) but they choose to do it. In the new docuseries Running Sucks, brought to you by Team Milk, Abby Ayers learns why women runners everywhere are driven to go the distance. It really is about taking my power back and proving myself wrong. Team Milk is about fueling women's performance and helping them along their marathon journeys. You can sign up now for the inaugural Every Woman's Marathon taking place in Savannah, Georgia on November 16th, 2024. Learn more and register at everywomansmarathon.com.